0: welcome everyone i just had a conversation with a nurse from sweden many years of experience and frankly i wish i had invited her to the podcast although i suspect it wouldn't have been as open and interesting as it were in the informal context of a conversation Um, And one of the things we were talking about is really that space between the formal medical healing and so many issues that are not covered by it, that are not covered by modern medicine, where, you know, people come to doctors, to a health center, to a hospital with their issues with problems that don't have medical explanation. I was sharing uh, that, you you know, especially in the past years, maybe past couple of years, there were clients uh, that I had who came with, uh, let's say, issues such as unexplained body aches and pains. And all the tests were perfectly fine. And there was nothing wrong with them medically. So obviously the issue was not medical. And she said, oh, we have so much of this. We have young people who can't sleep and they are asking for sleeping pills and they are 20 something, you know, 24, 25 years old. And we can't give them sleeping pills because one thing is if you're 84 and are asking for a sleeping pill, but if you're 24 and you get prescription for a drug, then you know, what the end result is going to be, because these pills are addictive. Uh, these pills can create a dependency and it won't cure the underlying issue. And she said, well, yes, we have people who come with body aches and pains and they run tests and it goes on and on. But nothing, there is nothing wrong with them medically. and." yes, we can refer them to a psychologist uh, and the line to wait for psychological treatment can take many months to wait. And then how much will you really get out of it? Because again, what does a psychologist do, right? It's mostly talking about your Problems, So it's talk therapy, maybe suggesting some constructive modes of thinking, ways of thinking, uh, you know, how to deal with your thoughts, how to reprogram particular thoughts, etc., etc. Does it go deep enough to address the issues that these people have? No. And at the core of it, what is the root issue of, for example, not having, uh, you know, not being able to fall asleep, having these disrupted sleep patterns, is it disconnect? Disconnect from the natural cycles of light and dark, where, you know, you sit in front of a computer all night, and then, of course, you wake up too late, and then when you try to get back into the... uh, Rhythm that allows you to go to your day job, you know, and wake up on time. It's very difficult and you can't fall asleep. Is the issue, for example, hypersensitivity to uh, Wi-Fi or electromagnetic uh, radiation and so on? Well, medicine doesn't address these either. So there is a liminal space between modern medicine and, um, let's say, uh, faith healing or or spiritual healing. And again, so many people would go to a faith healer, or spiritual healer in hope of a miracle, um, and look for healing in the same vein. Oh just give me a pill, right? Just do your magic and uh, and heal me and I hope I hope I'll get healed immediately but uh, then this nurse also said something that I found very important and uh, she told me well don't overlook how powerful our bodies really are and how powerful we are because if somebody truly believes that they can get healed then we can't deny them this possibility and she shared a story um, about painkillers where, you know, there was an elderly lady and she said, well, in kind of where where she works, at least in that country, in that environment, um they prefer not to prescribe to outpatients they prefer not to prescribe uh, morphine um, and those strong painkillers because elderly people react to them differently so they can get very dizzy or they can have hallucinations uh, so they can fall or you know act in a ways that can be damaging to them and end up uh you know, damaging themselves physically, like for example, fall and break a bone uh, and just aggravate uh, the issues they already have. Um, And and this old lady who was complaining of uh, pains, she had um, medicine that was prescribed for her stomach. Anyway, that medicine was replaced for an alternative one. But um, she didn't understand uh, that it was actually the same medication she was taking, only, let's say, in a different uh, <laughs> different packaging. And she thought she was taking the pain medicine. So she came uh, to the doctor and she was very happy. Uh, she said, those new painkillers that you gave me, my pain is gone. It is unbelievable. They are so good. Thank you very much. Whereas my friend, the nurse, she knew this wasn't pain medicine. This was just the stomach medicine that the lady was receiving, had always been receiving exact same medicine, only from a different uh, provider, right? Actually cheaper, because by law, uh, if they can find a cheaper medicine, they can, uh, well, they are obliged to replace what was originally prescribed was a cheaper medicine. For example, you have something produced in France as opposed to something produced in India, let's say, and the Indian drug is cheaper. So that's all that happened. She received the exact same uh, medicine, only a cheaper one of a different kind, but the patient thought it had been a painkiller and that made a a world of difference. Her pain was gone. No medical reason. Again, there is no medical explanation. And so she said something that I found very important and enlightening also in my practice. Um, I mean, in my practice, primarily that, you know, the power of our body to heal, to interpret bodily signals, to reinterpret and rewrite them, And how it happens, well, maybe we will never learn. There's so much we don't know. But the placebo effect, as it's called in medical practice, is very well known, proven a thousand times. And that's exactly what happened. So that innate capacity of her body got switched on. She interpreted the medication to be a painkiller. And the most incredible thing is that it worked 100%. So they, of course, they didn't have the heart to tell her that it wasn't a painkiller, but they said, wonderful, <laughs> right? It's working. That's all that matters. And again, in terms of those issues, that liminal space between medical science and the unexplained, that's where healing The holistic healing, the type of healing work that I do, that thousands of others are doing, that's where it falls. That is the gap that we are meant to fill in. And there needs to be many more healers, actually. It's not that there are enough healers already. We need to address and to look at this issue scientifically and seriously as serious practitioners of healing. So she actually encouraged me to work with energy healing with full awareness of what an important job it is, because conventional medicine can't and will not be able to help people whose issues are not addressed by conventional medicine and even when conventional medicine comes in uh, there were many cases you know when people let's say uh, well that's maybe not related to uh, miracle healings um, quite the opposite but uh, uh, let's say you know they had a patient with uh, knee issues uh, who came and said oh you know you sent me to physiotherapy well it didn't work um, and uh, my friend said to that patient, but you uh, had only been once, you, you only attended one session. She said, yes, 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 uh, one session, it didn't help me. Uh, but you had been given an exercise that you had to do every day for a year in order to see results. Because yes, that, this and this is the issue with your knee, so in order for it to improve, you have to do exercises, specific exercises prescribed to you for a year every day. Oh, no, no, that, that's not possible. Um, well, then <laughs> then then nobody can help you. That, of course, also happens in energy healing, like when you know that there is an issue, but the person doesn't really want to see that issue or address it or somehow misinterprets the, the information given, then it's not a surprise that the healing doesn't happen. So we spoke at length about those, um, you know, the problematics of of healing, um, but most specifically, you know, all of those liminal spaces, the border between the medicine and non-medicine, that so much that people come in with uh, to medical practitioner, for example, is actually not a medical issue, it can be psychosomatic. The body that can heal itself, that can completely uh, get rid of the pain, right? As long as the person believes he's taking a pain medicine. So obviously the issue is not chemical. What is it? It's the power of the body. Now that same body has, for most people in the modern world, experienced a profound trauma And not the trauma of growing up in an abusive household or having gone through sexual abuse, emotional abuse, and so on. That is also true. The most profound trauma is the disconnect. Mm -hmm. Disconnect from roots, from ancestry, from the family. We don't have a wise grandmother living in our home that we can go to. Right? We don't have the village elders that we can ask for advice when something goes wrong. A wise grandmother was, will not smack us uh, on the head and say, "Well, you know, go and do some work, go and feed the chickens. That will cure you." Or here is a shot of <laughs> here is a shot of hard alcohol, right? Of strong alcohol, and you go to a sauna, sit there, sweat it all out, and you'll be fine in three hours, or <laughs> or whatever it may be. Everything is very polished, very organized, very compartmentalized, very polite. And we have to pay to talk to people to even get it all out. Just that. Can you imagine the healing that happens from being able to talk to people? And you have to pay money for it. We are disconnected from our families, our ancestral structure, our ancestral land. Our ancestors have been disconnected from their ancestral land. So we're floating in the space where we associate ourselves with the brain, right? Artificial intelligence. Everybody spends their time in their heads. Uh, we are the star seeds, right? We are all floating around in cosmos. While being completely out of touch, out of sync with the bodies, with the natural cycles of light and dark, we don't go out to greet the sunrise, we don't go out to greet the sunset, we don't enjoy the darkness or the light. Right. So, for example, you sit inside with the computer all day, not really seeing the sun, and then when it's dark, you turn on electric light. So the body that for thousands of years, maybe for millions of years, has been working with the cycles of light and dark as they occur in nature. The sunlight, the moonlight, the light, the darkness, it has to handle a reality it has not been built for or it has not really uh, accustomed to working with. So of course, the sleeping patterns can get disrupted. It's not a surprise, it's a surprise more More people are not getting disrupted sleep patterns. And we have the artificial uh, light, we have the blue light from computer screens. Our breathing gets shallower when we sit in front of the computer, when we sit with the phone, right? We don't read uh, paper books with the magical alphabets. In the old days, it was believed that the letters themselves had power. I'm actually going to publish a video about it in a couple of days. But there is a disconnect to from the reality, from nature, from our families, from our ancestry, from our land. So instead, a modern human being, in many cases, has been placed in an artificial environment and getting more and more interested in artificial intelligence and all the things of the mind. And there is nothing wrong with them per se, but it is it surprising that the body starts acting out and screaming for attention through those unexplained mysterious aches and pains? And she was saying, um, my friend, the nurse, was also saying that it's very common. It's been, uh, you know, people have been coming to her, to, her, to them, uh, to health centers, to hospitals with um, these, uh, you know, autoimmune issues or chronic fatigue or, you know, all of those kind of mysterious, uh, so to speak, illnesses that don't really have a cure. They're not really in the black and white space of what medicine can do. There may be, maybe some medications that can help mitigate the issue, but that don't get to the root. And the, the, the medical establishment is perfectly aware of that. These are... The issue is not a medical issue, it's not the issue of a modern medicine. It, it's not. It's not about a broken leg, right, or a torn ligament or an, uh, whatever it may be, right, or damage to a body uh, in an automobile accident, whatever it is. It's a different issue. It's the body screaming for attention. Sometimes the issue is psychological, sometimes the the, the issue is, you know, an un, unprocessed trauma, but the body screams for attention. And underneath all of that, the deepest trauma is the disconnect from our ancestral structures in a very broad sense, not necessarily even from our extended families, although that is also very important. We as modern humans in in many Western societies, we don't live with our grandparents and great-grandparents, right? And there is no communal structure as such. So you can't go to a wise old grandmother who will explain what's going on or who will teach a girl what's happening to her body, you have to go online and find out what's happening. And then the information you get is not necessarily what is actually happening. It's the first thing that catches your eye and you're all in the head again. So without these structures, we fall into more and more disconnect. And the body is the first thing that screams. Or rather, it's the last thing that screams. But that's the first thing we notice because everything else we've been trained to suppress right to shut down oh no, we're not supposed to uh, to feel to sense to um, contemplate to connect to express uh, to just be uh, to whatever it is right we celebrate with uh, with alcohol and loud music but we we don't really laugh and enjoy the moment uh, as it comes in so many cases. So disease as the issue of disconnection as the you know language of disconnection has been becoming more and more prominent in the in the society and as I said, it's, it's interesting that, you know, both from the energy healer perspective and the medical professional perspective, uh, there is actually full consensus uh, on the fact that so much that has been becoming very, very common and will be more and more common like in terms of these unexplained aches and pains, um, it's an issue and it's growing. And the root for it is disconnect, is disconnect from our relationships, relationships with ancestors, relationships with the land, relationships with light and dark, relationships with our body. How many of us? go and listen to our bodies. What does the body say? Where do I feel it in my body? What does this sensation say? And then, of course, you know, we would go and learn intuitive development and psychic development. But truth is intuitive and psychic insights, they come naturally once the connection has been established. Only it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to reestablish the connection with the elements, with the nature, with ancestors, with the land, with the wind, with the sun, with the water. Where are my grandmothers, right? Where are others' grandmothers? Do we go to them for advice? Does the village come together to celebrate the rite of passage, to celebrate the healing, to facilitate somebody's healing? Or do we go online and look for some dubious advice on how to heal a stomach ache, which for sure is stomach cancer or something else, equally horrible? There is no real connection. Of course, they say, well, addiction, right, is the disease of disconnection. But... um, It's proving to be many more diseases, not just addiction, but our bodies themselves, they scream for attention because, well, they're not being listened to otherwise. You know, if if you neglect a child for a long time, of course that child is going to scream and yell, well, look at me, look at me. (laughs) Or if you have a cat or, or a dog, you know, that demand for attention. Well, our bodies have also become very insecure, and they they scream and demand uh, attention. But the and it's not necessarily a, a high-profile spiritual issue, a very complicated past life, or God is punishing me. That's also kind of intellectualizing uh, the, the issues. The main, the root issue is disconnection. Um, And I had a couple of clients um, and and friends as well who actually had exactly that symptom, the uh, unexplained body aches and pains. They didn't have a medical diagnosis or medical explanation. One of uh, my friends, for example, was driving, had to stop the car because uh, suddenly everywhere, you know, his body was in so much pain. He went to the doctor, but there was no conclusive diagnosis. The issue was, however, that he had lost uh, his mother uh, just a few weeks ago. And so there was some unprocessed grief. Some of it has been processed for sure, but there was that... That was the language grief was speaking, and uh, once that grief was processed, it, it only lasted a few a few days. Um, and I had uh, a client as well who uh, actually, well, among uh, all the other issues, there suddenly there were those flu-like symptoms without having a flu, aches and pains and uh, feeling, you know, as if you have a fever, but you don't actually have a fever and everything hurts and what is going on. And um, uh, and there were you know, multiple layers of explanation for that, um, and one of the things, Uh, you know, she ended up doing was really reconnecting with the body through uh, breath work and um, kundalini yoga. Um, So, uh, you know, the Kriyas, um, ways to feel the body, to get the emotional charge out of the physical body. It is our bodies that have the oldest intelligence. It is our bodies that for thousands, for let's say millions of years, have had to react, have had to run from predators, have had to adapt to cold and hot climates, uh, recognize the patterns in nature, Uh, Live with the stars, wake up with the sun, work under the light of the moon, sense uh, a predator watching you, have that feeling that something is not right, I have to run, I have to hide. The bodies pump adrenaline so that you can run faster. The body shakes to release that tension that accumulated through through that adrenaline rush. The body moves, the body responds, the body shakes, sweats, uh, locks up or releases. That is all intelligence. It, and it's a very ancient intelligence. And incredibly fine-tuned intelligence, miraculous intelligence. And then of course if we go more metaphysically, the body is a microcosm of a greater reality, our cells orbit, uh, right, the atoms and molecules in our cells orbit the core, just like the planets orbit the Sun and the solar system orbits uh, around the center of the galaxy and etc, etc, because everything is interconnected everything is a a hologram let's say the universe is holographic etc etc and then uh, that's that's more metaphysical and uh, well sometimes fascinating sometimes maybe not not very relevant when you need to heal uh, the physical aches and pains but the body is much more intelligent than the mind it's not secondary, it's not, yes, it's it's very different. The body is the same as the body of animals. these are different, um, you know, uh, apples and oranges, let's say these are different categories. But writing off the intelligence of the body in favor of only the intelligence of the mind And again, uh, if you were to meditate, let's say, oh, I'll just sit and observe the sensations of the body, well, nothing is going to happen. And if you have severe trauma, meditation won't help. You can't sit still because you need something else. You need to move it out, to shake it out, to breathe it out. You need breath work. You need movement. You need to get out the tension, the patterns, the structures that were stored in the body, not in the mind. I was talking to someone um, recently and I mentioned the word templates and she said, oh, well, then from my perspective in psychology, we'll call them complexes, but it's not complexes. From the mind, yes, you have a particular structure that resulted uh, from, Let's say trauma, right? So if your father always told you that you can't cook, so whenever you need to cook, for example, you can't, you can't because you think, oh, I'm going to screw everything up. That would be that complex. But a template is a much broader structure. We work with templates on the galactic level and on the soul level and on the earth level at least you know in 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 my sessions the earth itself speaks of with with templates and we store templates in our body that come from ancestors come from the lands that we are are born on so it's definitely not just a psychological complex or something that resulted as a result (laughs) of something else but too many words, but you get the idea, I think, that those templates in the body, they might have bypassed your conscious mind entirely. There was a theory, for example, that uh, Parkinson's disease may may have been caused by uh, fear. Right by being very scared in childhood. I don't know if this is true at any extent. That's not not my field, and uh, it's probably not a black and white issue. Um, But the. There is a therapy, uh, somatic experiencing therapy, that uh, actually works with releasing emotions uh, from the body, uh, especially fear and, uh, you know, this paralyzing dread and so on, through shaking, through um, shaking it out, because that's how it works in in the animal kingdom. That's the first thing uh, the animals do after, let's say, they have been shot with a tranquilizer, right? So when they come to they start shaking because it's the natural response to shake it out. Now, in our culture, most of us don't have the capacity to shake it out. Let's say if somebody scared you, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to pretend everything is fine, it doesn't matter. Right Or you're going to spiritualize it or intellectualize it, meditate on it, observe how it feels. I'm not saying it it is wrong though, don't get me wrong, there is a place for everything. And it might be very noble and very uh, spiritually evolved for that part of you to observe. And to say, yes, it's all relative, they are suffering too, and etc. That's all fine. That part of you has been fed. But what happened to the body? If the body doesn't get to express, to shake out the fear, the anger, the frustration, if you don't get to sing it out, to cry it out, to scream it out, to, to jump it out, right? to stomp it out, what will happen? If there is only meditation, I know that many clients, especially a few years ago, uh, I had clients who would say, well, I can't meditate. You know, I try after two minutes, I, I'm just all shaking or I get anxiety and I can't work with it. Uh, and then I would start asking them about their lives, you know, and what happened. And then it turned out that, you know, they had issues such as complex PTSD or serious trauma that they never worked with. And, um, for example, childhood sexual abuse, emotional abuse, horrible, horrible stories. And I would tell them, look, you... You know, you can't blame yourself or you can't judge yourself for not being able to meditate. It's, it's even, it should be forbidden for you to meditate. And later I learned uh, that actually, you know, trauma healing specialists, they advise against mindfulness and meditation. Let's say in cases of uh, complex PTSD. Because it, it, it's not compatible. There is too much need to work with the body first, art therapy, the language of metaphor, healing mm-hmm. journeys, uh, emotional release therapy, right, somatic experiencing, Breath work. yes, shaking it out, yes, dance, multiple modalities that include the body, that include, involve the, the senses, gradually releasing it's a process it will not happen in a week not in two weeks not in 10 weeks even but eventually it will get lighter and lighter right where you can then um you know stop taking medicines for example start uh, getting back in, in reconnection with the body but of course you can't if you are overwhelmed if you have multiple issues that have suddenly come up and trying to spiritualize them, or meditate, or observe them, it is not only unhelpful, but in some cases it can be directly harmful. Because it's not a spiritual issue, not at this stage. The most important thing is to connect to the body, because it stores it not store well. It stores information, yes, and it stores trauma, but it also receives ninety percent or so of of all the imp- impressions, information, data. The best word would be data, because it's not information in the sense of knowledge. It's data from the outside world. So when the body is in neglect, and you know, is not able to sleep and move and function and there is anxiety and depression and unexplained aches and pains and everything is wrong. And then trying to sit and meditate or observe, we're not there yet. There's nothing wrong with sitting and meditating, with observing, with, uh, you know, with contemplating, but... That's not the time. (laughs) It's definitely not the time. And working with the body, again, it doesn't mean glorifying the body or saying, yes, the body is all there is, and let's run around naked and sing and play drums. That's not for everyone either. But in terms of healing the trauma, and and my main point was also to recognize how Disconnected we are from the structures that our bodies had been plugged into ancestrally, uh, you know, through connectivity, through extended families, then um, biologically, through lights and dark, through land, Working with the land, working with plants, working with nature—whatever you know occurs in nature—with the cycles of nature, that is the most profound trauma. Then, adding on top of that, uh, trauma that arose through families. who also grew up disconnected in various ways, and that's why these trauma arise in the first place. So to heal that trauma, how important it is to replug ourselves, re-root ourselves through connecting with the land, the power of our ancestors, our breath, the source of life, the divine expressing through us, through the breath, how important and powerful it is the wisdom of our bodies who scream at us, yell at us, until we finally hear them. Does meditation and soul work and, uh, you know, connecting with spirit and God and the Akashic Records, does it have a place in this? Absolutely. It is an integral part of it, but it's not separate from the body, it's not higher or lower than the body, it is higher in the sense that there are higher vibrational things and there are lower vibrational things, but, as I said, uh, if the root is not healthy, if you are completely unrooted and you exist as a big bubble that is the mind, right, flowing with tiny little legs, if there are any legs at all? It's like the energetic structures—a giant head with almost no legs. Uh, severe damage to lower energy centers, and this giant head is trying to figure everything out. And of course, everything gets, gets, <laughs> gets to be very, very problematic. So to make that head less giant, to give it the space that it has, the place that, you know, your head doesn't need to be two meters in diameter. It, it has its place, right? It's on top, yes, it's on top of the shoulders, on top of the neck, but it doesn't need to be gigantic. It It needs to be what it needs to be. And then your one arm can't be longer than the other. And the legs have to be quite strong for you to be able to stand and walk and do anything. So working with with that structure uh, is just as important as, of course, taking care of the head and the brain. And from my perspective as an energy healer, I've also in the past couple of years, I've become more and more aware and started taking, you know, more and more seriously our relationship with the body and the importance of listening to the body, using those ancient practices and therapies. So by all means, if you need help, if you need guidance uh, in terms of breath work or, you know, guided meditations or, um, you know, mind-body related therapies, do get in touch, check out uh, my website or check out someone else's website. Um, But keep that in mind. That's the most important thing. So thank you so much for listening and uh, have a wonderful day. May we all be happy, healthy and holy all the days of our lives.